Have you ever wondered how to best navigate the first month of a new job? Presidents of the United States get evaluated on how well they manage their first hundred days in office, and we nurses are certainly evaluated during our 90-day probationary period when we get hired at a new position. So let's talk about knocking that first month at a new job out of the park, right here on episode 79 of The Nurse Keith Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation. Yes, this is episode 79, and the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 79. As always, this podcast is about you, your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and some ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. This episode of The Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by my friends over at Staff Garden. They're a digital healthcare company that connects nurses with high-quality employers around the United States through their private, secure, online e-portfolio. I have an e-portfolio. There's no reason for you not to have one and for you not to sign up at staffgarden.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Many, many thanks to Staff Garden for their generous support. Show them some love, folks. Head over to staffgarden.com forward slash Nurse Keith and sign up for your e-portfolio today. I'm a member of the ProMed Network of Healthcare Podcasters over at promednetwork.com, and I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, and the Your Next Shift Podcast. Many more podcasts will be joining the Pulse Media Network in 2017. Please stay tuned. And you know what? If you have a burning question you'd like to ask on the air, leave me a message on my SpeakPipe app by clicking on the bright red banner on the left side of any page of my website at nursekeith.com. I will play your voice on the air and answer your question too. And did you know that you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? What does that mean? It means you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. And you can pledge as little as $2 a month to show your love for the Nurse Keith show and the work that I'm doing. If you pledge as little as $5 a month, there's a free gift coming your way and lots more gifts if you pledge just a little bit more. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to find out how you can become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, become one of my patron saints. Again, the show notes for this episode are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 79. And here's a fun fact about me. Some of you may be aware of this already, but my wife and I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm looking at the incredible blue sky right now out the window of my office. We rent a house on five acres, about 15 minutes outside of town. Our immediate neighbors are actually two donkeys named Bruno and Jenny. They're a mother and son. And if you follow me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Nurse Keith Coaching, you're going to see plenty of photos of me with my equine pals. So I'll make sure to put a photo of Jenny and Bruno in the show notes over at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 79. They're my friends. I see them every day. Just gave them some carrots a little while ago. And I encourage you to be friends with Jenny and Bruno too. Anyway, 
Let's get into the matter at hand, shall we? So when you're starting a new nursing job, of course, there's a lot you need to take in. You need to be like a sponge and there's a lot to adjust to and it could be kind of overwhelming. And of course, you want to make a good impression and you want to also be certain what's expected of you. You want to meet those expectations and actually exceed them. And a listener recently asked me to cover this issue. I'm so grateful to her for asking. So this episode is in response to that request. This is a universal concern for anyone starting a job. And for all the nurses out there, of course, we want to make a good impression and start off on the right foot. So let's talk about this. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, We measure a president's performance after he or she finishes their first 100 days in office. And many of us undergo a 90-day probationary period and a review at the end of those 90 days to see if we're actually going to keep our job. So we can feel like we're under the microscope, we're being examined, and we really want to pull it off and start off well. So these tips I'm going to be giving you here aren't in any particular order of importance, but I definitely want you to take them into consideration. So the first thing is you want to gain clarity. You want to get clarity about what's expected of you. You want to meet with your supervisor and clarify anything about your job description that doesn't feel quite clear because, you know, let's face it, job descriptions don't always tell us everything that we're going to need to do in the course of our job. I write job descriptions in my current job as a DON of a home health agency, so I understand that I try to make the job descriptions I write comprehensive, but we can never really cover everything. And do you ever notice in a job description it generally says something like, and other tasks that may be deemed salient by the management or something like that, meaning we can ask you to do anything we want. So of course, your supervisor can't look into the future. They can't be prescient and tell you everything that might be asked of you. But you can ask and get clarity about what's expected of you right now, and you can make a plan to exceed those expectations you want to over-deliver. We always want to over-deliver, folks. And Request periodic meetings with your supervisor to help you stay on track. I generally meet with our new employees every 30 to 45 days just to check in, even just by text or email, just to make sure they're doing okay. You can ask for the same. So get some clarity. The next tip is to be observant. You want to be observant. Part of your job, a big part of your job when you start at a new place of employment is to assess That's the first step in the nursing process, and you want to use that as you begin your new position. You want to get to know your surroundings. You want to know where things are, of course, whether you're in an office, a home health agency, a hospital unit, a CCU, you're a flight nurse, you're a researcher or educator, it doesn't really matter. Your observations of your surroundings, your observations of your colleagues are going to help you gain understanding and integrate. So observation and assessment are probably the most important thing you can employ during the first month on the job. Networking. 
boy, some of you might be rolling your eyes, but you want to start networking immediately. You want to reach out. You want to say hi. You want to introduce yourself. You want to learn people's names. That's a tough one for me, folks, but you've got to learn people's names. Come up with mnemonic devices. Take notes in your iPhone. Whatever you need to do, know that the unit secretary in the x-ray department is named John. He has red hair. His child is in kindergarten. Learn these things, my folks. And remember, don't just pay attention to your immediate colleagues. Of course, you're going to mostly get to know the people in your office, on your unit, the people who have offices in the hallway where you have an office. But I always go out of my way when I'm in a workplace. I want to know the housekeeping staff, the janitorial staff, the cafeteria workers, the people who work in x-ray or the CT department. It doesn't really matter. You need to get to know people everywhere because you know what? You never know who is going to be your ally. You might need an ally in the cafeteria, someone you're friendly with, someone who you become friends with, someone who's going to save you that last sandwich when you've worked beyond lunchtime, but they know you always come down on Tuesdays for your tuna fish sandwich and french fries. Whatever it is, that person could be your ally. So find your allies. Find the members of your tribe. See which people bubble to the top as you get to know them. One or two might be potential mentors. One might be a potential confidant. One might be your best friend at work. If you're using LinkedIn the way I've told you to on this podcast before and that I'll keep talking about till I'm blue in the face, connect with your colleagues on LinkedIn, connect with your peers, and once you've worked with them for a while, write them a testimonial. Share how much you appreciate them. They might reciprocate, they might not. It doesn't really matter. And if you go back to episode 78, the episode right before this one, I talk all about your career database and how connecting with other people, let's say on LinkedIn and writing testimonials, that's an important part of your career database. So if you haven't heard episode 78, go on back and listen to it because it's important. Next, you want to assess the culture. This is very important, so I want you to listen closely. This harkens back to me telling you to be observant, to assess. Every workplace has a culture and you need to assess what that culture is in order for you to make your way and integrate in a seamless manner. Culture at a workplace includes communication style. How do people communicate? How does information get passed along? You want to look at organizational structure. That's part of the culture. Is there a strict hierarchy or are things a little more open and freewheeling? Can you talk to anybody about anything? What are the nature of the relationships? Do people seem to have personal relationships outside of work? Do people go out for drinks after shift? Do people bring in birthday cakes every month to celebrate the birthdays for that month? Is there food and drink and laughter in meetings or meetings very serious and somber? How are decisions made? How is information communicated once those decisions are made? Do you feel like your colleagues share openly about their personal lives or is everybody kind of guarded? Are they a little contained? Do they really work hard not to overshare? So you want to assess the culture. You want to make sure you are adhering to the culture unless, unless there are aspects to the culture that are negative and there are negative aspects of culture like bullying, horizontal violence, intimidation, harassment, 
gossip. If those things are going on, you do not want to take part and you don't want your silence to be complicity saying that you agree with that behavior. However, in your first month, continue to assess, document if you need to, and as you work your way into the organization, then you can come up with ways to counter that, to initiate change in the culture, especially if you're a new leader or supervisor. But remember, go back to the nursing process, start with assessment, then diagnosis, which might be, oh my God, there's intimidation, bullying happening here in my workplace. Then come up with a plan, implement the plan, and then evaluate your plan. So remember your nursing process when looking at the culture. Folks, I want to take a pause for the cause to talk about our generous sponsor over at Staff Garden. They're a digital healthcare company that creates powerful partnerships with recruiters from some of the most progressive healthcare employers in the United States today. As a nurse, you can go to staffgarden.com forward slash nurse Keith, and you can create a free, totally secure online e-portfolio that Staff Garden's only going to share with employers that you give them permission to share with. Your e-portfolio exposes you to positions that you're not going to find out about anywhere else because those positions are likely not going to be posted, folks. I have an e-portfolio. It's a great place for me to upload my documents, my certifications. It's a safe cloud-based e-portfolio where I know all of my stuff is safe and secure and I can access it anytime. So I encourage you to utilize their e-portfolio to store your stuff, to create that database for yourself and get exposed to some amazing nursing opportunities. Again, please head over to staffgarden.com forward slash Nurse Keith, show Staff Garden some love. All right, my next tip is to make an impact. As you've assessed and diagnosed the situation at hand at your new place of employment, you want to see if there are ways you can make a significant or even a small impact relatively quickly. Is there some way you can make a mark? Can you get involved, let's say, in some volunteer initiative, some research? Is there some way you can contribute? Can you join a committee? Is there anything else you can do just to integrate even more into the workplace and show your earnest enthusiasm for being a member of the team? So you've assessed the culture. You've observed your colleagues closely and their behavior And you're starting to ascertain and diagnose how to make a splash, how to have an impact without necessarily stepping on the toes of someone or causing others to feel less significant because you're the new kid on the block doing something amazing. So you want to respect how things are done, but you can also very quietly, gently, but persistently offer new ways of doing things or solving problems in a manner that's attuned with the culture you've observed and that you're now a part of. Let me give you an example. You're a new nurse manager and you've noticed there's a workflow issue. Everyone seems used to that workflow, but you know that it's ineffective, inefficient, it's affecting patient outcomes and maybe affecting nurse satisfaction because something isn't right. However, It's been done that way for years. And when you've asked people about it and shown curiosity, they say, well, that's how it's always done. We're all used to it. We know it kind of stinks, but we do it anyway. So realize that within the culture, 
there may be resistance to change, even though people know it needs to change. So you need to assess how to instigate and initiate something new without alienating people. So as a manager or leader or executive, you need to figure out how to do that. If you're a staff nurse, notice I didn't say just a staff nurse. If you're a staff nurse and you want to initiate change, assess the ways to go about it that also is not going to alienate your colleagues or make them feel bad or make them feel insignificant or wrong or judged. If you have a situation like that, email me, keith at nursekeith.com. We can talk about it and I'll help you figure out how to bring it up without stepping on toes and making bigger waves than you really want to. Another tip I have for you is to create good habits from day one. Folks, you have to be on time and leave at the end of your shift. Don't leave early. And if others are seeming not to honor schedules, not to honor the time that meetings begin, coming in late when they're supposed to be in at a certain time, don't jump on that bandwagon. Be on time. Do what you're supposed to do. That's a part of a culture that you can subvert by doing what's expected of you and not cutting corners just because everyone else is. You want to be cheerful and positive. You don't want to get caught up in gossip and negativity. So make that one of your habits, not getting caught up in the negativity. Good habits also include your networking skills, learning people's names, learning things about people, asking people how their weekend was, remembering that your colleague in the office next door, that his wife is undergoing chemotherapy. Ask him how his wife is. Show interest in other people. Be helpful. Be authentic. Remember how your mom probably told you how to behave in kindergarten? Everything she told you about how to behave in kindergarten applies here. Play nice, play well, share, show interest in other people. Well, kindergartners might not do that, but pretend you're a kindergartner interested in other people and ask people questions and authentically show interest in who they are and what they're all about. Those are some good habits. There's plenty more, but... Those are some good habits to practice from day one. Next, document your work. As soon as you begin your new job, add it to your resume, add it to your LinkedIn profile. If you get involved in a committee or a research project or something like that, document the ways in which you've contributed. If you've been taking part in research, make sure your name is on that research. Make sure your name is on whatever is published. These are going to come in handy someday on your resume or when you ask for a raise or promotion. So keep track of the things you do, document it all, because it may help you in the future. Finally, your last piece of advice, give them your best. Remember, I told you to show up on time, don't buy into the negativity, don't gossip, be friendly and helpful and curious. Remember, when you interviewed what was it about you that made you special? Why did they choose you? If there are reasons they chose you, give them what they're looking for. If you promised, if you made a show of being a particular way or being able to deliver a certain type of behavior or a certain type of outcome, deliver that, folks. Over-deliver it and make sure you give them more than 100% of what they thought you could and what you promised to bring to the table. Anyway, folks, I hope those are hopeful tips. If you have more, 
definitely email me at keith at nursekeith.com. Let me know what those other tips are or what you've done to make your first month on the job successful. You can also post at my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash nursekeithcoaching. Let other people know what you've done and what works for you. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and your career development. I want to thank my sponsors again at Staff Garden. Head over to staffgarden.com forward slash Nurse Keith. Set up your e-portfolio. Upload all your documents and certificates for safekeeping. Let Staff Garden know you appreciate them sponsoring the show. Or head over to their Twitter or Facebook page and just thank them for sponsoring the Nurse Keith Show. As always, the Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the incredible Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Tim, you're amazing. Social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappiespeason. Mark, thank you so much. Couldn't do this without you. And remember, if you want to become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, I would be so grateful. I can't tell you how grateful I would be. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. You can pledge as little as $2 a month to show your love for the Nurse Keith Show and support me in doing what I do and getting the message out to more and more nurses and healthcare professionals around the world. And if you pledge at least $5 a month, there are some cool gifts and surprises there. So head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith, pledge a little bit, help me out and claim your prize. So folks, I want you to stay positive. I want you to care for yourself and others. And I want you to take inspired action in the interest of your career every day. And keep tuning in here on the Nurse Keith Show because we're going to keep talking about how to make your nursing career more satisfying, more effective, more fun, more powerful than you ever imagined it could be. I want you to be well, dig deep into your career, have some fun in your life, keep in touch with me, and tune in next time. And we'll be back right here on the Nurse Keith Show. 